my name is Jeff Hansen, and you're listening to Run Fulfilled. I want to welcome all my listeners to Run Fulfilled. My guest tonight is a, a, an old friend, both in the literal sense and the figurative sense, Tom Davidson. Tom, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We've got a lot of a lot of stories in our uh, our friendship that goes way, way back. I guess at this point in time, we can be considered old timers. I feel like we both started running maybe in the early 2000s. Is that about right for you? Yep. That's when I started running late nine, late nineties, right around. Yeah. Late nineties, early two thousands. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so what, uh, how did you get into the running scene here in the Valley? I just, uh, I lived at the time in the, in the late nineties, I lived about two blocks away from the Tuesday night race course on the, over in the Northampton community gardens. And I saw them running one time and I thought I could try that. And so I showed up and ran and, and didn't lose and finished somewhere in the middle. And it was really fun. There was a lot of people. And so I said, wow, that's good. And then I came back the next week and did it again and got exactly the same finishing time. And from there, I just kept going. And then I found out there was one of those race things every weekend I could go to and get a t-shirt. And so I was hooked. I was like, wow, look, races and t-shirts. That's awesome. So I didn't, I wasn't ever really bad at it. I was somewhere in the middle or the upper middle pretty consistently. So that made it kind of fun. So from there, I just started to teach myself how to run a little bit better and met a lot of really good people and dabbled in going and kicked it up to marathons for a while and just been doing it. Been doing it. You've been doing it for a, a long time. Like I said, we've a lot of races together, a lot of experiences. Um, seems like, uh, I just can't believe how fast time has gone. Um, now, What's fascinating me the most about your story, especially this past year, and everyone's going crazy because races are canceled, group runs are, are postponed, um, people are kind of not sure what to do, and everyone's finding really creative ways or, or not to um, kind of follow their, their passion. And you have gone full throttle with this and started your own virtual race series. Uh, you're doing a whole bunch with connecting various trail networks here in the Valley. Um, what was some of the motivation behind starting that? I, this is going back to early in the, the pandemic when you yeah. started the, uh, the virtual. So people just, there wasn't any races. Like you said, we weren't getting together and we weren't really doing anything. And I thought, well, you know, we could still do it. I saw online, there had been a few places doing these virtual races in around the country and I thought well why don't we do that here so I just started the five dollar 5k which my first one just hey give me five bucks and go run a 5k and then we'll make a leaderboard and I got 10 or 12 people to do it 20 people and then I had a five dollar five miler and same kind of thing and from there it kind of grew with the help of the people at Run Reg um because they have a great virtual race system that they've put together. And I also decided along the way that it wasn't just a $5 5K, but we could use these, we could leverage the runners in the Valley to support the businesses that we would usually turn to for prizes. 
because of runners for, for a lot of races, the race directors will go around knock on doors and get some prizes as a donation from various businesses. Well, with the pandemic, businesses were all having a huge tough time locally. And so instead of asking for handouts and prizes, I went around and bought gift certificates with the runners contributions and gave those out as prizes to kind of give back to the Valley from what we have been doing. And then it kind of grew from there. I thought, well, you know, we could do a longer one. And what's the longest one we could do virtually? Because the beauty of the virtual race is everybody just runs around the block or around their neighborhood. And so nobody has to go anywhere. And so I got one that I said, let's make, I thought, I thought I'd make a long one. And I looked on a map and I thought, how long is it across Massachusetts? What's a good route? And just Google mapped out a route and it worked out that from the top of Mount Greylock in North Adams to the tip of Cape Cod at Provincetown was 250 miles almost exactly. So from that, I made this big virtual race called the Tower to Tower cross, race across Massachusetts. And we got over a hundred people going in on it and oh. most of them finished it. And with the help of RunReg, because they were able to log in every day, update it online and see a map of where they were. There was definite competition. You could see people were logging in religiously to put their little self along the race a little more. Yeah. That was really fun. Where did you promote that? Where did you kind of get the word out? So I got the word out through the Sugarloaf Facebook page, through Smack, and the Smack email newsletter. And I put it up on a couple other Facebook groups. And then... Uh, Amy Rusecki got wind of it and she pushed it out to her network. And so there's, a, she's of course the race director of the Vermont 100. And so her race network is deep and long. And so a lot of people from all over, we had people in the running this virtual race across Massachusetts from uh, I think six different, no, eight different states, including all the New England states. Uh, maybe it's more than eight. We had all the wow. New England states. We had uh, Kentucky, Arizona, Iowa, um, Idaho and California That's and amazing. somebody from Canada, all just running and logging their miles across Massachusetts. So it became was, a huge group. Did Amy take that idea for her, the long trail challenge that she put together later in the summer, later in the fall? Yeah, I think that was seeing the success of the long trail and how it went or seeing the success of the race that I put on. She decided that she should do that with her Vermont 100. Yeah, her race across Vermont, her and Steve. And that's such, such a great way to get back to Vermont adaptive as well. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's what she did. I did mine to local businesses, the same as. And so I used uh, all the finisher awards in the race across Massachusetts, got uh, handmade chocolate from Richardson's Candy Kitchen that I got. Very so creative. That's a local business. They got a, some stuff from that, which I hope was helpful. And there were prizes from Marathon Sports and Turn It Up. And I don't even remember a couple of bookstores just tried to went around and said, okay, where can I get a gift certificate and who would I all, give it to? All of our commercial sponsors tonight. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> At the start. So, so after that, I know you started putting together really interesting, I thought they were really interesting series. Um, maybe you can tell, tell me a little bit more about those. So the, which ones are you thinking of the? So there's the, was the seven summits, was it? Oh yeah. Then there's the 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 dead races of the, the valley. I don't know how you phrased it. Lost races of the valley. I'm sorry. What? 
it was the lost races of the valley so we did the lost races of the valley in the summer where i had been running because of the pandemic just by myself i would go out and you know we're all trying to find places to run that are different because we run the same places all the time and i thought well i want to go run my favorite old race courses so i picked a few out just in a week or two and I thought these were great races. Why don't I make a virtual series? So the Lost Races of the Valley was a bunch of races on it was on races that don't exist anymore, events that haven't happened in in years. The race goes fairly dead. Like uh, we started with the Rafters 5K College Town Classic in Amherst, which ran around kind of UMass and downtown Amherst, and that had been around until just a few years ago. Also in Amherst, we had the Amherst Arts Classic from the late 90s, which was a great 10K up around North Amherst and Cushman. Uh, the finishers in that, some of them ran even farther than they had to because they got a bit off course, but that was part of the fun. Lost so you basically uploaded the route for people yep. to use on Strava or RunKeeper or whatever app yep. they were using. So I put up a map of a rough, it was about the distance usually of a run that I'd done on it or someone had done on it and gave general instructions for them to follow. There was one in Northampton, uh, the YMCA 10K, which had been a great 10K here in Northampton that went from the Y down to towards Smith College and then up around the uh, Tuesday night course area and then back around through Bay State Village and Florence and then back. So people ran that. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, the Cave Hill Classic. That's a good one. Up in Leverett, which I had actually never run, but I know people really enjoyed. So I found oh, the one for that. And people went ahead and did that one, which had, of course, the hills and things. And so people yeah. really liked that. So that was a nice challenge to get out. And I tried to spread the races around the valley that had been there but weren't anymore and get people to see different places and run in new How places. Many were there in total then? How many races in the series? I think there were five. Okay. And how did you uh, distribute prizes? Was it based on total cumulative time or? Was yep. It, it was a Grand Prix series. So it was your position based on how you did against everyone else. So it was a basic points, like one point for first, two points for second, just a simple, I tried to keep it really simple, low score wins kind of scoring. And so yeah. just. I didn't want to get bogged down into a formula for times and percentages and <laughs> things like that. And the next one that you did, the seven summits, was it? Right. So I thought, well, what else could we do? We could do another kind of series. So in seven weeks, there were seven summits. So I did the seven summits of summer. And so I picked seven, they weren't quite all some seven hills that people could climb and made a seven week point series with the same kind of basic points. If you're the first person, you get a point, second person get two points, and so on. Uh, and so we had everything from Crittenden Hill up at the Bridge of Flowers 10K course, the big hill there up in Shelburne Falls, Buckland, to Mount Toby Powerline Trail, which is a brutal little nearly a mile climb up part of Toby. Uh, there was these classic road up Mount Sugarloaf, had to include Sugarloaf in there. Classic road up there. Uh, two of them on Mount Tom, including the Mount Tom gate to gate on the reservation road, which is a regular Strava segment on the East Hampton side. People really like that one. And the classic B-17 climb up the B -17. front side of Mount Tom. It's just a, 
I think it's what a mile, like a 40% grade or something crazy. It's just so steep the whole way. You just, you can see the top from the bottom, one straight line road of incessant climb. So I had to include that. With, with a false and, flat in the middle, yes. Yep. It's, it's deceptively totally difficult. difficult. Yeah, and it never ends soon enough. That was, ends. And it's uh, still going. Oh, and then I included the opening climb to the Seven Sisters Trail Race up Mount Bear Mountain from the Notch in South Amherst. Okay, I didn't realize you had a trail a trail climb in there as well. And that one is uh, absolutely ridiculously steep. So, but there was uh, seven people did all of them. There was a bunch of people who did every one of the climbs, but we had twenty-five or thirty people do among all the all the weeks participate in some some of it. So a lot of a lot of people like that one. Sounds like you're you've got one going on now. The uh, the beat the ball, beat the ball um, virtual voyage. Yep. So right now we've got 22 people racing from Mount Tom in East Hampton to try to get to Times Square in New York City before the ball drops on New Year's Eve. It's 140 miles, and at least two people as of this morning are much more than are a bit more than halfway. And they're coming up on 80 miles already. So. And third place isn't far behind that. So there's some people who just really are just out there cranking out miles in December. And it was, I thought, you know, again, I saw another one similar to it online and thought, you know what, we should do that. It seems like a great motivator. So the beat the ball virtual voyage, Mount Tom to Times Square is sort of an end of the year, get out and go run. Yeah. It's the, the year, it's the end of 2020, get this last bit of miles and go out and run. So. And we've raised over $200, which is going to be sent out to Hilltown Land Trust and uh, Western Mass Food Bank. So some local groups that are good for us. So it's all going back. That's fantastic. Virtual... Well, I'm, I'm super impressed with what you've done. Definitely turning uh, lemons into lemonade and having a lot of fun with it. I, I've heard, you know, off and on all through the fall, spring, summer, people talking about the race series that you're putting on. So I think it's great that you've done that. Um, so personally, just for yourself, what are some goals? You know, maybe things will, road racing might come back in 2021. Do you have some goals going forward for you? It looks like you've devoted a lot of it to helping other people and, and kind of motivating other people to get out there. Yeah, I, I mean, I've run a lot this year. I haven't run more miles than other years. I'm right about average. For more for my annual miles, but in the middle of the year, I was way up. I was running way more because I was doing virtual. I was in as a runner in a couple of virtual races over the summer, and I just knocked out lots of miles. And I had never done that before, run big miles in a week, and I managed to do it without crazy injury and fatigue. So I think one of the my thoughts for next year is to try longer ultras to try to go for a 50 miler, that sort of thing, see what I can get. Certainly running another 50K is on the horizon, been doing a few of those and just, you know, push myself a little longer because now I think I can handle longer miles without, without worrying about it as much as I used to worry about, oh, it's too far. Now I think, well, it's just a lot of miles. I just go do it. Sure. So thinking about that, I got a couple races that I hope come around like Mount Washington road race again, uh, things like that, sort of continuing what I've been doing for the last couple of years, which is just doing really weird and interesting races in neat places that aren't too far that I haven't done before. There's a lot of races yeah. out there and I haven't done them. So it's fun to do new ones. 
for sure, for sure. So how has 2020 changed your perspective on running? Have you had any reevaluation over the course of the last eight, nine months or so? What meaning running means to you? Oh, not too much. I mean, it's definitely been a good outlet. It's definitely been something where I'm glad I've been able to do it and be healthy enough to keep doing it. And I think it has, you know, continue to, it's been nice not to train for anything. So that's just been like, it's running just to run and I can go explore places. And that's why I've been doing some crazy exploring and trail making these trail runs because I can just do that. I don't have to worry that this week I need to put in miles for this event or that is a speed work day because you have a 5k coming. It's just running just for itself now this year, which has been really nice. Yeah, you have come up with some really creative routes. I know the last one you did, um, I can't remember what you called it, the Western Valley. The Western Valley Loop. Okay. And uh, so I looked on maps. So a lot of what I've been doing since pandemic, as a lot of us are, is looking for new places. One thing I learned or, or I seemed to take heart on early on back in April and May was there were no people above 1,000 feet. So when <laughs> you got around the valley, Mount Tom, the bike path, lots of people were going outside in the spring because we were all shut down and it was nice out. So people would, people would seem to sink to the valley and, and there were lots of crowds. But if you went above 1,000 feet up into the woods of maybe in Shutesbury and Leverett, I was out there and Pelham, nobody, nobody there. And so I started exploring a lot more trails I hadn't run before. And it got me going in on the Northampton North side of the valley, on the west side of the valley, to start to look at where I could link trails together. I discovered a whole bunch of trails behind uh, in Williamsburg, up off of Big View and Uncomunk and Petticoat Hill. There's a whole new trail network, a whole trail network back there. And then I looked on a map and there were some sort of connectors. So I spent a few weeks this late summer and fall making a link, testing out connections in the woods on different days. And I wound up with a 26 mile loop that I did on Veterans Day with the help of some people that joined me. I had Sarah Simmons and uh, a couple of different other people come around with me. Sarah Nelson was there and we ran together from Mineral Hills in Northampton on Turkey Hill Road, up through the woods to Williamsburg on Uncomunk Hill and Big View. Then we hooked back through Williamsburg up and over and down through the Dead Branch State Forest in Chesterfield, uh, running through a bunch of woods that were just ups and downs and climbs and like boggy swamps and then down into Dead Branch, which is a beautiful forest with cellar holes and stone walls. And at the bottom, Sarah Nelson left there. And then I met up with uh, Ashley and Ross Krause at the bottom. They picked me up at the bottom of Indian Hollow Road. And we ran along the sort of southern end of the, what I call Chesterfield Gorge, but really it's the Huntington side of things up above Knightville Dam. It's a great, trail just sort of a jeep road trail along the westfield river there and then uh, we climbed up from that on some snowmobile trails up to uh, norwich lake in west hampton and we crossed over that area into the trails that took us through and over 
Mount Pisgah in West Hampton and back road trails along these beautiful old back road. They're not road, they're just trails with stone walls and oh, it's mm -hmm. beautiful running. That took us all the way to West Hampton Center where we ran into uh, Bryant Johnson and then Bryant and I finished by cutting, going through the center of West Hampton on the only road I did all day, the one mile of road, and then back up and over Turkey Hill to Northampton. I'm so it's about six hours, out. about 26 miles. It was fantastic, almost all in the woods all day long. And so it's kind of neat to make these crazy loops. You look on a map and like, that's all woods. That's yeah. got to work. So now I'm trying to put one together, uh, running from Northampton, JFK Middle School, up to DAR State Forest in Goshen. I think that one's sort of been done by a couple people, but I'm going to try that one anyway. Looks sure. A lot of work, like a lot of planning. Sounds like a labor of love, though. You know, just get out there and yeah, uh, you know, discover what's out out here in the valley. We got so much uh, nice terrain to explore. Yeah. And there's lots out there that's not that nobody connects on, nobody runs on, nobody goes to these places. They're just. Yeah. They're think, just out there and, and you can go try them out and they're just beautiful. And that's really what I've enjoyed this, this whole time too, is just watching everyone explore new places. There's so many people who are out just trailblazing and, and setting ridiculous times on, on new routes and, and exploring areas that I never knew were out there. So um, my goal going forward is to follow some of these people and, and see where some of these new places are. Um, so yeah, hopefully 2021, you and I can get some miles in. I've got some goals maybe to do another 50K. Great. Uh, I swarm off years ago, but I think maybe. I'm loving it. I mean, I've just, I think the longer distance, I'm starting to really get a feel for the training. And I really enjoyed the last couple. I mean, we both have done the classic Pinelands Farms races when they used to happen. That was such a great event for just socializing and easy running so i'm hoping to find something like that again like not the easy part but just the 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 feel of a 50k event is a lot different than a road race event they're just for sure the trail community is such a different place and i'm really enjoying that yeah i think 2021 is going to be really interesting when races do start coming online i think there's going to be a mad mad dash i think there's going to be very big crowds at the first few races because i want to get <laughs> racing at some point and yikes i don't know yeah, yeah i don't know if i'll race and i don't know if i'll put any races on i think the only race directing i have penciled in in 2021 is uh back in the day in 2019 remember way back when we could meet in person i did put a race on in 2019 that i really enjoyed uh the two bridges trail race up in ashfield and conway that's right. The yeah. Town Land Trust and the trustees of reservations up in Ashfield. And it was a great race. We had 30 or 35 people. And I'm definitely going to try to put that one on again and go for more of that little small trail race events is probably if I put any on, I'll put on something like that. Just keep it simple. All you need is a popsicle sticks and a parking lot and off you go. A stopwatch. Yeah. Everybody's got to watch. I barely even need that. <laughs> It'll be nice to put some on in Northampton again. I don't think that's going to happen in the near future for trail races officially, but yeah, working on that. I'm talking to some people about that. So great, great. Well, thanks for sharing sharing your evening with me, Tom. Of um, like I said, I'm looking forward to getting some more miles. You know, I know we had a uh, 
nighttime shower run a few weeks back, which was a blast. Yes, I put batteries in that headlamp after all. So yeah, finally, that was an. And I found my like flashlight light, like you have. So yeah, I'm prepared if we do that again. Well, I'm ready. Winter, I'm ready to go again. Yep. So stay tuned. All right, Tom. Fantastic. Thanks again. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. All right. Take care. All right. Have a great night, Tom. Thanks for listening. And until next time, run fulfilled.